Hey guys, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and today we are continuing season one talking about life purpose. I hope you're enjoying the season as much as I am in finding your purpose and getting some practical and inspirational things to help you get there. So today we're talking about three ways to power your purpose three practical things you can do that are gonna just help you actually get into the grit of your purpose and start feeling the power of it and activating it and living it. I'm gonna read a scripture to start. And before I do, I just wanna encourage every one of you, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're not a Christian or you don't even believe the Bible, there are still so many things you can get out of this podcast, even if you're not a Christian. Don't let the Bible verses that I use discourage you and say, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me because I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in God, whatever. I use the Bible because that's my experience. Jesus changed and revolutionized my life, set me on fire. And uh, as a minister, I use the Bible as reference points. But the truths we're talking about here can be applied to your life without actually having to be a Christian to do that. And in hopes, maybe through hearing this podcast, it'll show you God is real and has a great purpose for your life. But I just want to encourage you to not be discouraged when I use verses. I use it because that's just my world. And that's what I use as reference points. And you'll see this verse is super powerful. So here we go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. This verse is so powerful and it really applies to purpose. And you're going to see in in three different ways. So the first way that we can get out of this verse to empower our purpose is to throw off distractions. There are tons of distractions that want your attention. Just me this morning, I'm making my coffee, I'm on Instagram, my phone, get sidetracked, detoured, next thing you know, my coffee's done and cold. Hopefully I'm not the only one who does that, but it just shows you an example that sometimes distractions would just sap time from us, lead us astray and stuff like that. We want to make sure that we throw off distractions. And I love how this verse says to throw off what hinders you, to throw it off. The word throw in and of itself is an action word, an aggressive word. It's not something, you know, you just, it doesn't say toss, it's like literally throw it, like get it off of you. And I like how it's very aggressive because that's how we need to treat these distractions. Because I I guarantee you, anytime you wanna tap into your purpose, level up your life or step up, you're gonna see things rise up that are gonna try to discourage you, to keep you living small, to keep you where you're at. So we need to be aggressive against those distractions that are trying to keep us down. Distractions that are gonna try to hold us back. We need to not treat distractions lightly, but literally be aggressive with them and throw them off of us. Don't let them hinder us. One of those distractions could be our time management. We realize we all have the same amount of time in life, right? And even me starting this podcast, I realize I have not been playing my favorite phone game, Clash Royale, as much as I used to because I'm using that time to further my purpose. And I think it's great because it shows me that that was... To a degree, I still play it, okay, but to a degree, it hindered the time that I could be using to to do other great things toward my purpose. So I want to encourage you to 
Find out what is distracting you, what is hindering you, and treat it aggressively and throw it off. I also love how this verse talks about the sin that entangles us, because sin are things that are obviously that uh, displease God, but it's, it, it not only displeases God, but the reason why God tells us even not to do a sin is not just because he doesn't want us to do it, because it literally hurts us. It, it does things to us emotionally, mentally, physically, all these things like that. When so many people come up to me struggling with a sin, saying, I can't get rid of this, can't seem to break this problem, this very big distraction, this weight, it's, it's hindering me from my purpose. Well, I, I feel most of the time in my experience, they don't really have a sin problem, but a purpose problem. Because when you tap into your purpose, I mean, really get a clear vision of your purpose and believe it's possible, you're not going to want to sin. I tell you that because it's the truth. You're not going to want to sin because you're going to want your purpose. You're going to want to live in your purpose. And you're going to realize that these, uh, even a sin is just holding you back. It's like, why would you want to sin when you have an amazing purpose waiting for you? So a lot of times people get discouraged thinking it's a sin problem when in actuality it's a purpose problem. Find your purpose, activate it, uh, discover it, and start pursuing it. And you're going to realize you ain't got time for that. Come on, you ain't got no time for that. You don't got no time for all those things. There's a saying that says idle hands are the devil's workshop. Boredom can lead to so many problems. Boredom, idle hands, sin, all these things are distractions that can hold us back from pursuing our purpose and living it. So we want to throw those things off, okay? Don't just ignore them. Let's get aggressive with them. Throw them off. We ain't got time for that. You got a purpose to fulfill. You got great things to do in life. There are people waiting for you to step into your purpose. You ain't got no time to mess around with those things, okay? Neither do I. So let's do it together, okay? Second thing is to put in the work. I love this verse because it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I love that because it says first that there is a race marked out for you. In other words, there is a purpose that God has laid out for you. There is something he created and he created you to run this race, to live this purpose. But I love how in the Bible, God uses the analogy of a race because your purpose isn't just something that's just going to just fall into your hands. You're just going to do your own thing. And all of a sudden, boom, here I am. I'm living my purpose. No, it links it to an analogy of a race. And what do you have to do in a race? You got to, first of all, put on your running shoes, get on the track and have to actually race. You got to do this. You got to make it happen. And I think it's important to understand that in order for you to run your race, to run the track, to live your purpose, you have to put in some work. You need to run. Come on. You need to get on the track. You got to run. You got to run your race. Run is something that's active. It's not passive. You don't sit around. So many people are waiting on God when God is waiting on them. Don't be one of those people. Don't say you're waiting on God. God is waiting for you to put on your high top shoes and get on that track and start running your race. Start running the race because that's effort. Erasing is effort. It's training. It's it's putting in work. We got to put in work. The Bible says faith without works is what? It's dead. So if we have faith and believe that we got this great purpose, well then work. Put in the work. Do something to it. Train yourself. Study. Talk to people who are already doing that. These are things that we can do. Perfect your skills, hone your craft, put in your work, do something in the natural. And when you have something in the natural that you're doing, God will get his super 
put it on your natural, and now you got the supernatural power of God working toward your purpose. I can't say how important this is to realize that if you really want to live your purpose, we got to realize that God needs us to put in some work. We need to do something about it. We can't just sit around waiting for our dream to fall in our lap. Our promise, oh God gave me this promise so many years ago. No, listen, if God gave you that promise, what are you doing today? What are you doing to achieve that promise? What are you doing? What work are you putting in? How are you running the race? Run, running is not stagnant. It doesn't mean holding ground. It means moving forward. So let's move forward, okay? That's another practical thing we could do. One, throw off the hindrances. And two, let's put in some work. Put in some work. Let's run the race. The last thing it says in this verse, it says, Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. What a great example of the power of vision. Jesus had a vision of joy before him that enabled and empowered him to do what was very difficult and hard. So you, to have the power to overcome obstacles in your life, to have the power to throw off hindrances, for you to have the power to work and to take active steps toward your purpose, you need a powerful vision. You need a great vision of your purpose, of your future, of what it's going to look like. I like how it says, for the joy set before him. In other words, if the vision isn't bringing you joy, it's probably not a good vision. Or it's not, it may be a good vision, but it's not bringing you joy because you don't really believe it's attainable or you can live in it. I want you to get a vision that's real. Believe that you can achieve this because God put it in you for a reason. And let that vision be so vibrant that it, I mean, man, a God vision, you should be able to close your eyes, smile. It should bring a smile to your face because it, you could sense, oh man, this is, this is amazing. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm telling you, a vision, a real vision, a God vision is so powerful. So let's keep our eyes on the vision and let's allow that to spur creativity. Man, when you're seeing, the more you see your vision, the more you're going to come up with ideas to achieve it, the more you're going to just attract so many things toward you that's going to help you reach it. The more you see your vision, the more you're going to talk about your vision. It's going to start conversations. They're just going to lead to so many great things in your life, but it all starts with you having that core vision of God's purpose for your life, regardless of what you see. That's what faith is, right? The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's what? It's the evidence of things that we don't see in the natural. So just because you don't see something happening in your life in the natural right now, it doesn't mean you can't close your eyes and see it happening in the spirit. And that's what brings vision to life. It makes you come alive and it gives you the power to throw off those hindrances and not get discouraged, to not talk yourself out of the greatness that God's calling you towards. So I hope these three practical things would inspire you, encourage you, and give you some practical things that you can do today because we want you to live your good life now, not tomorrow, not next week when you reach your goals. No, you need to live it now. In order to live it now means you got to do something now. So take these practical things, apply them to your life, live your good life now. And I just can't wait to hear what's going to happen in your life as you start applying these things and God starts moving. So guys, great time hanging out with you guys again. I will see you next week. Cheers to your good life. Good life.
living that good, good life. Good 